things girlfriends share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? All right. Welcome, welcome to Girlfriended. This is Patty Lynn Wyatt and the Girlfriends. And we are going to talk about falling out of dysfunctions. And uh, Christette, I'm, I'm over here looking at, at you and you're, what, what, what are you drinking there? Oh, well, I'm drinking a little bit of coffee with uh, white mocha in it, of course, almond milk base, in my beautiful loving cup. <laughs> I love it. And I love white white mocha. Are we all drinking coffee this morning? Yes. Pumpkin spice latte. Oh, I'm just Ooh. straight on coffee. I used to be obsessed with pumpkin spice everything, you know, where it was like, I need a pumpkin spice muffin, I need pumpkin spice coffee, and I don't know why, I just, I got over it, and now I don't even really crave it or anything. What, what you guys happened? know that Starbucks really, really, really did invent the term pumpkin spice. I know wow. a lot of people have taken it on. But I just read that this week, that Starbucks really was the one who came up with that tag. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. Good, good tip there. Thanks. Now we know. You know, what? We are, we are one IQ smarter for knowing about pumpkin spice <laughs> by Starbucks. Yep. Yes, we are. All right. I'm excited for today's show because we are diving into our personalities. And that's always fun when you get to know each other at a deeper level, especially this season as we're getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, I saw a, a funny cartoon actually this morning, which was interesting because we were going into talking about all the dysfunctions that take place during the holidays. And it was a pilgrim holding a turkey platter. And it says, bringing out the family dysfunction since 1863. <laughs> and, I thought, okay, what is it about the holidays that you you have this high expectation, right? It's because everything we see, it's like this warm, cozy, I just want to cuddle up in a blanket and and get, you know, caramel apples or whatever. And yet it's also a time where so much hurt um, can can take place the woundedness that can that can happen. So I want to start there on some of our dysfunctions, some of our stories that we look back and we go, "Wow, could have done that differently." Mm-hmm. Uh, so who who uh, wants to go first? Oh, I'll <laughs> go first. I'll go first. <laughs> that, well, where should I start? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think uh, early on in our marriage. Um, I discovered that my husband had an addiction to racing and it uh, interfered with holidays. And so not really thinking through how it was going to affect our tradition and our schedule, I did not embrace it very well. So I do have one really clear memory that sticks out where he came, we had guests coming to our home and it was the Ropers. So, Vonda, if you're out there, you might remember this story where 
they were over and Dan likes to eat early and my family always ate late. So my family was not in town. So we were eating early. Hence why we're having lots of other, you know, uh, friends over to celebrate with us. And he, of course, he does the turkey trot. He does it every single time. He, of course, won. And it took forever to get the awards. And we had company. We were ready to sit down to eat. And where was my husband? He was still at the race waiting for his prize, which was a 20-pound turkey. <laughs> frozen. <laughs> and I was so livid. I'm like, I cannot believe you are late to your own party. <laughs> All for a dumb turkey. He thought he was going to be, you know, making it really great for me bringing home another turkey, but it was not cooked. And anyway, so I was really mad and I allowed that to ruin my day, of course. Mm -hmm. And so since then, I just, you know, it's been a struggle. I have to be honest because it's lonely. And, you know, my family didn't always live here and now they're gone again. And so not that they came over. So I would get up, got three boys who don't like to cook and it's lonely. So I'm in the kitchen by myself while my husband's out racing and my kids are in bed or they wake up and they want to watch the Macy Day Parade and not really be involved. And, you know, so I, I, I had to change my attitude and figure it out. It took me a long time. So I'm not saying I conquered that. But I will say in recent years, I have been able to change my perspective into just being a little more um, Thanksgiving, <laughs> thankful, <laughs> um, grateful, and, you know, finding things that I enjoy, you know, so enjoying what I'm making, um, you know, creating my table and thinking of how I can uh, ask good questions about other people when they come and join us. I, you know, not that we always have a lot of people. I would love to have a lot of guests, but, you know, a lot of people have families and are they're uncomfortable maybe not coming, you know, they're not really sure who you are and they're like, mm, I don't know if I want to go there. But anyways, so that's just kind of where I try to find my, um, my cheerfulness in Thanksgiving because as a mom of boys and no girls around, um, you kind of get shoved aside, I guess you could say, yeah. you know, yeah. no feelings. There's no discussion about what you're, what are you doing, mom? Or, um, how are you doing? How'd you make that recipe? This is really good. You know, they just down it, you know, and then you just have to figure that, oh, they must've enjoyed it because that their plate is empty, but no one's like sitting there saying that was great. <laughs> that was a good recipe, mom. So I, I have to let that, I have to surrender that and let that go. You know, it's not about perfection. It's about creating a feeling of safety and a feeling where they feel loved and appreciated. And so it's dying to myself and giving to others. And so mm -hmm. that, that's the best advice I have. And that has helped me get through some of those lonely times. We, we really are the heartbeat in our home. And uh, it, it, it's interesting because I think we get this huge expectation. And it's, it's like you said, Krista, when we can let that expectation go, I think that would be the number one tip is that perfection and that expectation and what this is supposed to look like, because uh, that can be exhausting. And it's the mm -hmm. silliest of things. Um, I, I know for me, when I have everybody and a, a very large family, so, you know, people 
come over and then they'll spend the night and we get up the next morning and go shopping. We used to, you know, at Christmas time, do it in our pajamas and all of that. But it would be something so little that would set me off, like all of your decor tiles in your bathroom, that everybody knows the rules of no one touches the decor tiles. They touch the <laughs> napkins or the the other cloths that are, are sitting on the sink. Uh-huh. Except you always have that one person that decides to take the cranberry sauce that was on their hands and then wipe it on the decorative towels. And you go, did you grow up in a barn? Like those are not, to, those towels don't get touched. Those are just to look at. Like uh-huh. when did we come up with that rule, right? I didn't grow up that way. It's like towels were towels. You used every single towel. As a matter of fact, not only did you use it, you used it for an entire week before my mom put it in the laundry. And so it's stuff like that that like might set you off. And it's ridiculous because we're putting things over people mm-hmm. rather than like, Sherry, you made the comment that you use uh, paper plates. And I, I grew up where my mom would get out you know, the China, Kevin's mom, she would, you know, all the China. And then you were in there doing dishes forever. And that to me is putting the things over the people. So what kind of paper plates are you using, Sherry? Do you throw out the white ones? Well, yes, you do have to use nice ones. I use the China extra heavy oval size platter ones. So I use those. And so we have paper plates. I have plastic forks and knives. I got paper napkins. We literally make, oh. here's, we got, there's 40 people who come. My husband has a large family. So there's 40 people age, you know, six months old to 92. And they're all here. And it's a fruits and nuts. It's a mixed bowl. And so everyone, the rule is they have to bring two dishes. I do the turkey. And then the rule is when it's gone, it's gone. I'm so sorry. So if you get here late and the turkey's all gone, you've just missed out. I bet I have had some family. Uh, you, cause the rule is we gather at 12, eat at one. They have sometimes they've arrived at one 15. The turkey was gone. I'm so sorry. It's gone. So that they can all go around and get, you know, their dishes and it's paper plates and we eat outside on the patio. And, uh, you know, there's no, I see all the cuteness of like, Oh, then we'll go around and say, we're thankful for, and la la la. It's just, I mean, <laughs> it is chaos. We do do one sweet thing. When we, we gather around, uh, the Island, we squeeze in the kitchen and we all hold hands and we sing, uh, we sing the song of, this is super old. I will enter his gates with Thanksgiving in my heart. So we will pray and then sing that song. And you know, it's so funny. My boys who are grown adult boys at this day, when we are somewhere and we pray, they will break into that song. I will enter his gates with Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's so funny. So yes, we use paper plates. It's just out of pure necessity. And I do have to say on just commenting on like my own state of mind, um, I can get um, a little edgy that day, a little cranky. I can snap and have like a tone. And I really, really tried to work on that and pray about that because I, at the end of the day, I don't want to be this ugly snapping person. So I have to really pray that morning, dear God. <laughs> You know, inevitably somebody does something or says something that just irritates me. And so, and I just, and then everyone is in the kitchen. They're all around you. You can't breathe and you can't move and they're all there. So I tried to push them out to the patio. I 
bring appetizers and go outside so I can move in the kitchen, but I, I can get really easily irritated that day. So I have to really work on that because I don't, I don't want to be that person that day. Yeah. I want to be, oh, I'm so happy. And and I am, but, but sometimes I get a little cranky. So yeah, yeah paper plates, uh, yeah, way to go. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting that we can get uh, cranky. Once again, I think it's expectations. My my crankiness is that you're, as the mom, you're the information center, and everybody, it's like, you know, can I can I get ice out of the freezer? Well, I don't know. Can you? Can you? Can you go get some ice out of the freezer? You know, you know where it is. Why would you have to ask me? And it's such a simple thing that, but after yeah. a while, it's like, Patty, Aunt Patty, where's the scissors? Aunt Patty, can I use your phone? Aunt Patty, can I have some tape? Aunt Patty, where do I, you know? So after a while, or your own kids are like, um, are, is cousin so-and-so coming? Is Connor coming? Is, I don't know, call Connor. You call Connor and you figure out, hey, are you coming? Why would I know if they're going <laughs> to... Yeah. And they should be able to ask their mom these questions, right? So yeah. just go, you know what? I probably will be the information center today, and that's okay. <laughs> and I should love to serve others and go get the ice for them out of the freezer and go get that beverage for them. So I think it's like you said, it's the mind shift. It's that paradigm shift of yeah. this is not your day. <laughs> this yeah. is you being thankful that you have all these people that are showing up at your house. Well, you know, that's yeah. how the salesperson feels at the cosmetic station in every department store. Because isn't she always the one that you go to? Where's your bathroom? Where's the shoe department? Where's the dressing room? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just figure out that's who you are. Okay, Debbie, this is like the first time you've been this quiet. Oh, I, I really? <laughs> I'm dying to hear like your dysfunctions at Thanksgiving. Speechless. Well, um, my dysfunction would probably be that uh, since I'm divorced and uh, my kids have a different uh, different parents also, uh, we on occasions have spent holidays together for the sake of the children. And uh, I can tell you, it is um, it is such a joy to my heart to be able to do that. No, um, there was a tiny bit of sarcasm in there, but it really, for the sake of the children, I love that. But honestly, for the sake of the parents, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a tough deal. It's just awkward and it's hard. And I don't want anybody else holding my grandkids and I don't want to see anybody else, you know, just engaging with my daughter. I don't know. It, it's a, it's a hard place to be. And I know a lot of people do it. And I think for the sake of the children, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting when you say, you know, everybody, I, I don't necessarily want this person holding my child or uh, I get, I get territorial with Thanksgiving when, and this sounds horrible, 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 because it should be a time that you really are bringing other people in that can't have Thanksgiving or their families aren't around. But instead, I, because I think when you do a lot in ministry and you finally get this time with your family, I don't get to see my family. So this is a time when I just want 
to be with my family. So when you invite other people in, you're obligated to kind of entertain them and have that conversation and make them feel feel welcome. And I have to really work on that because I'm over here watching my kids have fun and play cards and do these things that I want to be a part of. But instead, you're here having to entertain. (laughs) So sometimes it's like, you know what? I want to do another day when I can invite invite everybody, but this is a time where it's just my my family. I get selfish that way. Yeah, I think I also um, Thanksgiving is some of the holidays is also my time to shine because it's my time to put out a wow factor table, wow factor food, uh, wow factor outfit. Just this is my wow moment, and I. Um, I live for that because it's everything that I love to do, everything in my wheelhouse. But I realize I definitely am way more concerned with what everybody has to say about me and about my table and about my outfit and about how beautiful everybody looks and how beautiful my table looks. And, um, you know, that's really, I mean, that's a full disclosure because it is, that's what I need in my life is to hear that. So those are my moments to really get a lot of that out of people when it's disgusting. What a horrible thing that I, you know, but it's the truth. It's just where I'm at. That's my moment. Mm -hmm. It's not so, it's not horrible, Debbie, because that is what society and everywhere we turn says. That's what they're telling us to do. And we love it. And you're so creative. So you do beautiful. I mean, your decorating is, is something that we look forward to. And I know that you enjoy that. So you should embrace that and, and that creativity part of you. But, you know, social media, especially, you know, we're always looking at, we're always putting our best pictures forward. And mm-hmm. then we're comparing to everybody to thinking that, oh my gosh, their tables are so much better. Look at how much more fun they're having with their family. You know, look how good they look. And, you know, yeah. it's totally, it gets us off the wrong focus. And it's, and it's so easy and we're so indebted by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah lose focus of what's really, truly important, but Mm. that's important, Debbie, to you. And so it's not that, you know, we also, I know that. So I, of course, um, knowing that that speaks to your wheelhouse, I always want to make sure I affirm you because it's so, and it's so easy to do because it is so beautiful, but I know what you're saying about not expecting it, but enjoying the, you know, the beauty of what God has given you and that creativity, which is you being able to enjoy your Thanksgiving versus having those expectations that, you know, mm-hmm. we put on yeah. ourselves and also, you know, so the world does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is tough because I do feel like that day. I mean, I've told my family, I said, the whole day is on my shoulders. I literally carry the entire day. I mean, weeks leading up to it, early morning at 5 a.m. and the entire day until you go to bed. And mm-hmm. so you are wanting just a little affirmation, a little appreciation, a little gratefulness. I mean, honestly, deep in my heart, I'm wanting someone to say, oh, Aunt Sherry, thanks so much for this. Oh, Mom. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm dying for it. And if I get a little bit, <laughs> I'm so much happier. But, yeah, I, I kind of like kind of psych myself up like it may not happen. <laughs> yeah. It may not happen. Especially yeah. when you're not only the food the decor, but you're the entertainment too. So you, it is really on your shoulder. 
I, yeah, I put a turkey hat on my head. I wear turkey leg pants. I mean, I am I am trying to bring it home. I put a giant inflatable turkey on my front street. I mean, I am trying to literally bring the Macy's Parade to my front door. Oh, so, as I, you should. As I should. I am looking for some compliments. And, uh, yeah, they, they can crush me. They, I know. Yeah. But... Talking about the Macy's Day Parade, I just want you guys to know I am full of little tips today, tips and traditions and why things happen. Are you guys aware that the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade debut, who knows, any ideas? Sherry, since you were in the parade, which is so spectacular, do you have any idea what year the Macy's Day Parade started and why? No, ma'am. Really? Anybody? Guess? Uh Uh-uh. I have no idea. What'd you say, Christette? The early 1900s? Um, close. Uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was originally called the Macy's Christmas Parade, uh, but they ended up debuting in 1924 because uh, Manhattan's Macy's store is the largest store in the country, and they did it strictly for publicity, and it started out a small little parade, but then when Sherry got to be a part of the parade a number of years ago... As a clown, right? You were in. The, you were asked to be in it, right? Yes, Wesley Watley. This is Wesley Watley from Federated Stores. I'm just calling to say that yes, we would like you and your friend to be in the parade. <laughs> At any point, did they say? And we know that you didn't make cheer that one year in high school. <laughs> he didn't say that, but he did say. And you know what? You won't need to come the weekend before for clown training school. The rest of the cast will need to be, but you and your girlfriend, you won't need to come to clown training. So, no, I won't need to. Come. <laughs> <laughs> they see you, Sherry. That they were like, "Wow, now that's a clown. We want to put it in a parade." It's huge. Mm-hmm. It is a big deal. If we is there, surely we could find a picture of you in the parade that we could post on our Facebook page. Yeah, I think we can find one. Okay, that'd be awesome. So anyway, that's my Macy's Day uh, parade. Isn't that interesting? That is. You you are definitely just full of fun facts for uh, the today's show, Debbie. I, I want to summarize what we what we have here because we have Debbie. You you want the wow factor. You're all about getting the attention. And Krista, you're you're lonely. And Sherry. <laughs> You're, you're sassy and snarky, so watch out. You might bite their head off. And I'm selfish. So <laughs> we've summed up, like, who we are during the holidays. We hope yeah. that, uh, you know, we can all relate to these, what we've poured out here and then this dysfunction. And then in our next show, we're going to talk about that. Like, how do you take these temperaments and these personalities? And we have to learn Right. If we don't identify where we are and if we're not able to label, uh, we can't move forward because we just stay stuck because we don't understand how do I move out of this when I don't even know what what I'm doing here that's making me um, sad or that's making me have this emotion. So we label the emotion and now we know this is what we need to do with that. So we are going to say the three things that we hopefully will be our bottom line for what you can walk away with this. And the number one thing that we we kind of kept leaning into was perfection, right? Don't mm-hmm. don't do the perfection. I, I know my mom, this is this is not a good story because you know how much I love 
and absolutely adore my mom, but I think we can all relate to this as moms where we are ready to just that pivotal point that makes a snap, but she would work so hard and with six kids, um, you know, now that you're a mom, you understand how hard of decorating and she would put the china out and everybody would be sitting around the table and she would make sure she added on tables and chairs so we could all sit together. And she would have the, one year it was this walnut where you did this little scroll that you would write what you were grateful for and you're supposed to hand your walnut to somebody else. And of course, you know, everything from I'm grateful I can pass gas to, you know, go to the bathroom, everything weird, and just dysfunctional you could do. And I'm sure my mom inside was just the, you, you guys, I'm, I'm going to visit you in prison eventually. I just know that's who I've raised here. But one year I went to go get a hair out of my mashed potatoes and quietly, I wasn't going, oh, gross, I have a hair on my mashed potatoes. I, I just was like, oh, I think this doesn't belong here, you know? And I was quietly taking it out. Well, my mom captured that moment and went on this little rage to me for ruining Thanksgiving, got up from the table and left and went into her room the rest of the the day, which of course made my dad give me the look like way to go, you know, little one way to go sport. And he got up to, you know, make sure my mom was okay. Uh, And everybody just kind of stared at me. And to this day, people, (laughs) all my siblings, it's like, okay, we're good to go. We're bringing the mashed potatoes. You're not going to ruin Thanksgiving (laughs) now, are you? (laughs) And uh, so it's something I, I I won't live down, but it actually, I mean, the fact that I'm still talking about it, just like Sherry didn't make cheer, um, it obviously hurt you in some fashion, right? And so that would be my biggest tip is that, what are you doing Thanksgiving for, right? Like Christette said, it should be this ambiance of the safe place and this and, and once again, I'm not knocking my mom. I think we're all there. We're all on that tip of yeah. you are ruining Thanksgiving because you asked me where the ice is or you waited around for your turkey trophy that I could care less about because now I have to cook or uh, you didn't tell me, you know, the wow factor of the table. We're all in that place. Mm-hmm. And what is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. So that was tip number one. What's tip number two? Well, uh, uh, to, to piggyback on that is remember, uh, you are not making the memories. You are the memory. You are the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's all said and done, they're going to remember you and me and what that felt like in the home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to that amazing saying uh, by Maya where I people are not going to remember what you say. They're not going to remember what you do but they are going to remember how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Another tip was uh, lean in, listen and be engaged, listen and be engaged, be interested in their world and what's going on with them. You know, I can be so, woo, you know, busy with everything else. I don't actually take time to listen, ask them questions and be engaged in what's happening in their world. Yeah. So I guess I shouldn't ask the question, Hey, what do you think about my table? <laughs> Is that the same thing? 
I guess not. I guess it's how not the thing. How, how does my outfit look? Is this amazing? Yeah. Uh, did you notice enough, my new earrings? Enough of me talking about me. Why don't you talk about me? <laughs> Hear what you think about me. <laughs> All right. So we have, we are the heartbeat. Uh, you, what was it, Sherry? You are the memory. You're not, you're not making the memory. You are the memory. Right. Listen and listen empathically, right? That you're putting yourself in their shoes. It's not, Hey, I'm listening, but now tell me how awesome I am. Uh, and forget the perfection. So I think those are great tips to move forward and, and maybe help we have to work on ourselves before we can stop anybody else's dysfunction. As much as we want to control everybody else in the room and make sure that they're behaving, we probably need to make sure we're behaving. And it starts with changing the chatter mm-hmm. and showing up differently so people can experience you, experience you in, a, in a better way. So it is an honor to be with you today. Thank you for sharing your valuable time with us. We are passionate about moving you from here to there, reminding you to make your chatter count. Tag, you are it. We are in it together. Thanks for listening to Girlfriend It because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.